Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on LessonsInLifeAndLove.com and on my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you attract and have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves, so you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love and how to avoid toxic, painful, traumatic relationships, which seems too prevalent today. It's time to help you create the life that you desire and have the love that you deserve. So if you have a personal concern, I invite you to meet with me for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session this week. Just sign up at my website, rihannamilne.com. So let's dive in, love angels and transformers. This is part four of the series, From Surviving to Thriving, the Mindset for Success in Life, Love, Parenting, and Business. Amy is a graduate, and I also wanted to share her life path with you because no matter your age or your situation, life and love transformation can totally happen for you and change your life. This mindset for success, this aura that I'm talking about that you saw in Olya, you're going to see in Amy too. And I actually met Amy through Linda, who heard one of my podcasts, signed up for a life and love transformation session through my website. And I talked with her and I said, Linda, I really don't think you need coaching. I think you're in a really good space. She was concerned if her and her boyfriend were good. I said, I think your boyfriend and you are doing amazing. They're now making plans for marriage. But when she told me that her daughter was upset and I've worked with so many kids, I said, you know what? I would love to meet Amy. She goes, oh, she'll probably not even talk to you. You know, she's a teenager. I hear that every time. I said, I think she will. Don't worry. I'll be all right. Because she wasn't used to talking to someone on Skype and she didn't know who I was. So this is a very interesting story. Then we're going to talk a little bit more about business discussion and, and taking risks after that. Here's her take. Thank you so much for joining us and talking to the listeners at Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm sure you have so much to share with them today. I do. Good. Whether you're someone of Amy's age or a parent with a younger or older teen growing up or even someone in their 20s that's going through a lot of transition, this is a big time for transitions, everybody. You know, getting out of high school, entering college, getting out of college, trying to think, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? There's a lot of pressure and a lot of major transformations for kids ages 16 through 26. So Amy is representing that crowd of people today. So let's get started. As one of my grads for the Dating to Mating Life and Love Transformation program for single people, what were you struggling with before you decided to talk to me? Oh my goodness. (laughs) So I don't want to say my life is a total mess, but I was definitely lost. Like she said, there's a lot of things going on during that age range and there's all the drama with high school a lot of people in my town it's a smaller town they were just kind of wandering they didn't really have a goal so I was kind of surrounded by that mentality of not having an end goal it's a very negative environment I had a dead-end job being surrounded by this environment I also made some poor decisions with my relationships as well that was not going in a good direction 
And my mom saw that for me and she set me up with Rihanna. She changed my life. Thank you, honey. Thank you. I worked with a lot of kids, Amy, you know this. Um, yeah. Kindergarten all the way through college. And I see some warning signs that come up, you know, when people are struggling in a transitional time period. And I said, maybe you want support for your daughter so she's feeling better about that. What in particular, once we chatted, did you say yes to go ahead and try the transformational coaching? I think a lot of it was you gave me reassurance. It wasn't so scary as I thought it would be. I figured if it didn't work, if it didn't help me in the end, it's no big deal. I gave it a shot. But the worst thing that could happen is either you helped me or you didn't and you changed my life. So I am eternally grateful. Thank you. And one thing that I was really impressed about you once you got started, you dove full in girl, you were doing your worksheets to the max and the workbook and reading your books and you took it very seriously. And that's half the battle showing up. You never missed a session. You're always on time. You did the work. Like you were there, full blown in, full in. And I have to say, most of my people really do take the program seriously because it's an investment and it's investment in themselves, the time, the energy, the effort to do the worksheets and the financial commitment. And when you say yes to yourself, finally, that's a big step up. Like I'm going to do this. And I love your approach. Like what's the worst that could happen? I'm going to learn something. So that was really, really great. What were some of your emotions going through your head when you decided to change your life with coaching? And then after, during the process, like when you were starting to, as we described, go up the rainbow of the learning curve, doing the workbook lessons and having your one-on-one coaching with me, what changes started to occur from those original thoughts that you had? Well, obviously my original thoughts, I was a bit nervous. I wasn't so sure about talking to somebody across the country on video chat. It was something completely new. It was a new idea. Took mm-hmm. some getting used to. But I will say after, like you said, I did dive in. It just, it clicked. It felt completely normal. And I've been through counseling before. So I know what uncomfortable situations feel like. Yeah. So I completely clicked with you. I didn't have any issues just getting into the groove of things. It's just a very natural process you have laid out for us. Good. I really do enjoy working with you. I love young people. We can get the mindset for success embellished in your minds, in your brains at a young age. The rest of your life is amazing. Learning it at the younger stage is such an advantage. And I was so honored to be able to work with you at the young age of 18. That was really cool. Once you had learned how past childhood traumas impacted your life, how did it make a difference for you? First sort of like fixing a problem is recognizing you have a problem. Your entire program did that for me. And I'm not one to sit there and say, hey, I have a problem. I'm not going to do anything about it. I like approaching it, dealing with it. And your program helped me recognize the underlying issues because it's mm-hmm. not always the big obvious one. I recognize some of the problems I have with trust. My childhood trauma did cause a big part of my untrustingness with other people. It's helped me with friendships. It's helped me with my relationship with my parents. It's helped me across the boards. These aren't skills that are just helping you with your everyday things or things that you can understand or touch and feel today. These are Mm -hmm. things that are going to help me until the day that I die. It is life, lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so exciting about it. I remember mapping out the plan for you and I'd asked your mom, I said, listen, I really wanted to quit her job. And she goes, really? (laughs) Because I want to teach her the skills for success. We're going to narrow down what she wants to do in school. 
We're going to get our grades up and are excited about school again. And then once we have the direction of what she wants to do, where she wants to go, then we're going to have her nail that job so that it's good for her resume. Her mom trusted me too. And that took the leap of faith that she allowed me to do. And she never really interfered. I just checked in, Linda, any questions you have for me? And your mom said, no, she seems great. You know. But when we got to the point of deciding your career, well, why don't you talk about that, Amy? Because I think that's a pretty exciting transition for you. It was huge for me. I usually, I want to know what I want. And with my career, it was a very scary thing for me because it's the rest of your life sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd been having a hard time determining exactly which direction I want to go in. I remember on a first session, you nailed it to the wall. And I wasn't sure about it at first, but you nailed it to the wall. You're like, interior design. Interior design. Uh, You're like, that's it. And I wasn't sure, but you were totally right. I mean, you just saw my passion from day one. After recognizing my passion and recognizing that's what I wanted to do for my career, I started looking at schools, which you highly encouraged. Mm-hmm. And I actually went and got a tour. And now I have a, uh, an entire the college career. My plan is set out for that. I'm going to go to UTA next year. I'm going to do another four years at UTA. Then after that, I'm, during that time, I'm going to get my internship. And then through that program, it's basically once you have your internship, you have your job out of college. So I have my entire future set up because you help guide me. Hmm. And how about the job process? Because oh I was so goodness. excited about that when that happened for you. Oh, goodness. So when I left Chili's, which is way overdue, Once I realized interior design was the direction I'm going to take my life in, I went and got a job at a home decor store, and it is absolutely amazing. The fact that I have people around me who are positive, who only want to help me uplift the other people around them rather than tear them down. And the fact that I get to be around all these great people doing what I love every single day is a dream come true. And it's just the beginning to my long journey Mm -hmm. ahead. I love that. Now tell them a little bit about coming out of your comfort zone. You met a couple at your register. Tell them about that because I think this is so exciting because Amy, even though you're young and I do career coaching, like finding the passion and thinking outside of the box, you did such a beautiful, goosebumps, you did such a beautiful example of taking this knowledge and going for it. So explain that. Okay. And I want to highlight the fact that it was the entire program that got me to that point. Because if I met that couple before your program, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to talk to them and actually reach out. After I got into a better place, I started my new job. I was feeling uh, more confident. I was in a healthier emotional and mental state. I met this couple at my job and they turned out to be house flippers. And I absolutely love the idea of house flipping. Love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to kind of go intern or, you know, just shadow somebody who house flipped. I started talking to them. They gave me their card and they let me intern with them for a little bit. And it was so amazing. It was so amazing. Yeah. Then we talked about putting together like a portfolio. If you can do design work, whether it's the shelves at the store or being a part of anything where you can help promote the store as well as your designs or creatives within this store, setting up displays and that type of thing. And there have been many tips that you've told me, hey, you can go ask your manager this or that. And at one point you asked me if I had a night, since I was interested in the house flipping thing, if I had any passion toward taking furniture from the store 
Yes. And borrowing it and then going in, letting the house slippers use it and then sell and make a profit back. You giving me all these tips and questions that I could ask, it helped me further in my job. Like it gave me more credit for me. Sometimes the ideas didn't always work out. They also saw that I was taking an initiative. They let me do the displays and the picture tables. Good. Yay. (laughs) And then you have some pictures of that, that you're starting to build your portfolio as you go along. And then the other thing we talked about was making sure that you had letters of recommendation Mm -hmm. as you go along from your manager. You said you have a glowing letter of recommendation from one of the managers you got very close to who did take another position, but you're very excited about that letter that you're going to use for your college entrance now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all these different steps that you can take. And Amy has learned, think outside of the box. And when an opportunity comes up to think, just like saying to that couple, I'd love to stop by and see the work that you do. Like that was right on. I was so excited about that. And it's funny, I get so close to my clients. I had dreamed that she got this job because initially she was hesitant. She goes, well, how am I going to get a job in the top home design store in Texas where I live? How am I going to get that when all I do is host at a restaurant? And I said, but you will because you've got the skills and you've got the passion. And we went through the interview process and some of the trickier questions that they might be asking her. And did you feel confident on your interview? Oh, yes. And that's all from your program. I felt like a completely different person. You helped me understand the mindset that if I want something, I will make it happen. Good girl. That's what I want to hear. That's amazing. That's so good. What did you do differently in the direction of your life? You've already mentioned some of this with your educational coaching. Uh, Let's talk about the dating part. How have things changed for you in dating or wanting to date at your stage of life? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I will say before the program, I did look to boys for more self-reassurance to tell me I'm pretty for my confidence and everything. And after the program, it's like, I could care less about that because I don't have to look for outside factors. I look inside me. I love what I do every day. I love the direction my life's going in. I love myself. That's where the true confidence and self-reassurance comes from, not from other people. So I will say All from you. All from you. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. And then the dating part, since I have so much planned out for me, it's not really on my radar to be looking for relationships right now. But if someone perfect comes along, then great. But not really on my radar. But I will say during the program, Rihanna told me a story about how one time she was out with her friend and with her positive mindset and everything, she just has this aura to her that attracts guys and attracts positive people. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sure that happened. It really happens. I'm not (laughs) kidding. She is not lying because that happened to me. There you go. Yeah, but you know, even when this completely stable, really attractive 21-year-old my age approached me, asked me out on, on a date, took me on a couple of dates, and then later I found out that he only wanted more of a physical relationship, I had absolutely no problem just saying, hey, that's not what I'm looking for, but have a good evening. I'd never done that before. No strings attached, walk away, wasn't phased. I'm so proud of you for that. It is easy to do that, to stick up for yourself and be able to say it with kindness. You Mm -hmm. don't have to get angry. You don't have to shut down. Some women shut down. They don't know what to say. Speaking your feelings with love, but firmly. 
really get somebody to understand. It still doesn't end the friendship. It doesn't have to end the friendship. Just to help the listeners a little bit more, let's say you're on date three. I don't know why a lot of men think date three is the time to go in and try to have sexual intimacy with you. So what do you do to handle that? Well, first of all, you don't want to sleep around and get intimate with somebody too early. It's just not the right thing to do. In spiritual teachings, we call this the body temple, right? And you just don't give that away freely to anybody. You should really be very much pick and choose who you want to be with and that it's aiming towards an exclusive relationship. You've talked about that already. What I usually say is, I'm very flattered that you're that attractive to me. However, I just don't sleep around. And if that's what you want, that's perfectly okay, but I'm just not your girl. And I say that with love and a little you know, smile on my face, and they're not offended. And I mean, I've always heard back in the past, it's like, oh, well, then that's fine. Like, I still want to date you. Oh, but it's almost like they feel challenged to try or they want to try. But you ladies are the gatekeeper. You get to say yes or no. All my clients learn to say this with confidence, without hesitation, and without hurting the feeling of the person that's trying to be intimate with you. (laughs) You handled that very well, Amy. I'm real proud of you. Okay. Now you had mentioned parental relationships have improved since coaching. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Seeing this perfect father figure growing up compared to someone who just tapped out of everything was a very hard thing for me to accept and let alone understand. I mean, Rihanna helped me hugely with the realization that he's making his own decisions. There's nothing I can do to change what he does or what he's going to do. All his decisions are on his own, have absolutely nothing to do with me or my self-worth. It was a very hard time for me, but after the program, I have a more steady relationship with my father. I've just learned to not expect anything because if you don't expect anything, you can't be let down. It is what it is, but you know, I'm good. At least you now you do have a relationship. I don't think you had been talking to him for quite a while when I first met you. I was yeah. very strained at that time. You have made that bond again with your dad and that family. You had some very difficult, traumatic early years with the initial birth mom. And then you came to your parents who are, you know, lovely people the way that they had raised you. And that formative years, consciously, you're really not aware of much of that and how it would have impacted you. But unconsciously, this was big for you because it was soon as mom met her partner and is planning a marriage. And then all of a sudden you got scared. I don't think you really understood where that was coming from. Yeah, it was right around that time that my dad kind of just tapped out of life too. So, and then on top of the transition from high school to college and looking at this real life, real world kind of, I got to figure out what to do. It was a lot. It was was very, very scary. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your main support system at that time for you was mom. So (laughs) so this mom's energy was diverted. And rightfully, so consciously, you want mom to be happy. You want mom to have a life. You realize you were going off to school and you wanted mom to have a life. But unconsciously, the fears were, who's there for me now? Yes. Yes. And this is what Amy came to understand because childhood trauma, you don't always get what's happening to you. You just know that you have high anxiety or maybe bouts of depressions or you're angry, angry at the world, angry at yourself and just fear-based. You're scared. 
uh, with all these transitions that she mentioned, there was certainly a lot going on for her at a young age. Unconsciously, we had to heal those initial wounds for her. You're doing the mindset work. So if there's this mm-hmm. fear-based thought that comes up, and again, with life, we always have challenges. It's a little scary. But then what we do is what we call capping. And we replace those anxious feelings by talking to ourselves in our head and doing the exercises she knows how to do to calm herself down and look at it a different way. Now, if there's a problem, we use what we call out-of-the-box thinking to come up with a solution. I want to thank Amy for sharing her story with you, and I hope you found that helpful and enlightening. You can see her joy, her aura. Her life has changed quite a bit in many different areas. So whether you're 18 and trying to find the career that you love or much older, it doesn't matter. It's all relative. And when you have the mindset for success, it makes all the difference in the world. And you can tell Amy is well on her way to getting the career that she wants, her success, her light and aura is just shining. Her confidence is exploding. So that's what we want. Why I wanted to share Amy's tape with you. I mean, it's really obvious that She took risks at 18 to find her way. And when she was feeling lost, she wanted to find her purpose. She wanted to know where she was going, her direction. That feeling can happen to any of us at any age. And again, finding her niche, we narrowed it down. Interior design, she also loves the Art Deco era, so we narrowed it even further. She loves flipping houses, so that's an area she's going to go for too. Um, It makes all the difference in the world using this mindset for success. Okay, so we're going to go into the mindset for success in love. So here we go. Oh, here's a great question from Elizabeth. Why are most women attracted to bad boys? Is it our DNA and what can we get out of that? No, baby, it is the childhood trauma stuff that's attracting you to bad boys. It is your normal. It's what you grew up with. It's chemistry. And that's the stuff we have to watch out for. What can you do to get out of that? This is what the process is of my coaching, and I'll be sharing that with you in a little bit of time. It is a whole retraining of the education we never caught. It is looking at things differently. You learn a lot of dating skills. You learn what the dating traps are. You learn equally what not to do and what to do. Do you think anyone can change? I believe everyone can change if they truly want to, except usually the sociopath doesn't want to and the psychopath. Those are the ones that you say, let's go to coaching or counseling. And they're like, no, nothing's wrong with me. It's all you. They don't want to change. And if you do get them in, if you're at the point of leaving the relationship and they know that's the last straw, then normally what would happen is they'll go one or two sessions after the second session. They'll say, I don't like the therapist. I had somebody come in a couple and he was very difficult. He goes, well, you're the seventh therapist. And I said, well, that doesn't surprise me. He was definitely narcissistic and sociopathic, had no concern really trying to just appease the wife and and say, you know, all the therapists are crazy because he's right. There's a clear sign of sociopathy there. One day she will figure it out. I would love to work with her, but she has to make that first step herself. Yes, everybody else can change. And it, it starts as with Dr. Phil says, and I started my talk out with this. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. And that's why we're trying to get you to really acknowledge what you might have happened when you were a child. 
And I say you can't change what you don't understand. And the unconscious stuff, this childhood trauma stuff is so cutting edge. It's so new. Most people don't know how to teach it or coach it with individual clients or in groups. And I'm very astute at being able to do that. But it is a puzzle. And that's why, you know, if you sign up for Life and Love Strategy Session with me, you take those assessments that you find the free love test. There's four of them. Plus there's a Q&A sheet. And then I put all that together and we spend a deep hour of going through what's coming up for you, where you feel stuck, what's happening in your relationships, why you're attracted to bad boys. Well, once I see your childhood trauma checklist, I want to know why you are. <laughs> Elizabeth, it's going to be really clear to me why you're attracted to that. And then we start the strategies of getting you out of that process. Is there a reason we're attracted to men who are already in a relationship with someone else? I really would love to see your childhood trauma checklist, my dear. Yeah, you want something that you can't have. You're sabotaging love. Did you have some abandonment in your life? You want what you can't have. You see someone in a relationship. I really need to do all your assessments to be able to give you a better answer. And that takes me a little time. I need to do that before I would meet with you for the hour. Most people are not attracted to people in a relationship. I can tell you that it's very unhealthy. You're setting yourself up to fail. So you have to ask yourself, why are you doing that? And my clients know they don't date anyone that's even separated. That's a big no. They still are not done with the prior relationship. They are not divorced. So they do not even date someone who is separated. Okay, so I hope that helps. Thank you for your questions. Any other questions before I switch off? I'm bisexual. Okay, my relationships with men are okay, but my relationship with women are extremely toxic. Did you have difficulty with your mother? <laughs> is that because of my mom? I don't know your experience with your mom. I could tie that down for you very tight if I saw your childhood trauma checklist. And I'd be glad to do that with you in a personal life and love transformation discovery session, which you can get on my website. It could be that you're drawn to women because you had a close relationship with your mom and a toxic relationship with your dad. But you're saying it's usually toxic with women. So did you struggle with your mom? Yes, you had problems with your mom. Okay, that's why. Thank you. But I need to see your personal chart information for sure. And Elizabeth, is it okay to go back with your ex? Well, like I said, research shows if it's a toxic relationship, people break up and go back seven times. Is your ex willing to get help? Is there clear signs of toxic red flags? You hopefully did the toxic red flag checklist in my free love test on my website, rihannamilne.com. That should give you some answers. Is it okay to date your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend? If this is your girlfriend, you need to have a clear conversation with her. Your girlfriends can really be a treasure to you and last for life if she really totally doesn't care then maybe you got to be friends with him during the process of you all being friends. So it could be comfortable, but if it's a definite no, then I would say definitely no. Treasure your friendships with your lady friends. They're very, very important to you. I hope that helped. And one I miss, Sarah, what could cause you to repeatedly attract men who are still pining over an ex? And what could I do to change that pattern? You can't. You have to recognize the pattern that he is not done and you have to get out of that relationship. You do not want to be the second choice. You want to be the chooser. 
best thing is, is what we call release them in love. Say you're wonderful. There's many things I love about you, but I don't feel you're done. If you're ever done, give me a call back. In the meantime, I respect you as a friend, but we don't really need to keep in touch. I think we need to finish that off. You put your mind, your heart in a totally different direction. Don't hang on hoping he's going to change. He is not done with that relationship. He's making that very clear. Should you trust a friend attracted to your ex? I think you have to have a real and honest conversation about that. If they're telling you, I'm really attracted to your ex-boyfriend. Again, it has to be the same conversation I told you you have to have. If they're attracted and want to date them, then if you don't really care, you've moved on, you have a wonderful partner in your life, you probably won't care. But if you do care, then treasure your friendship and put that first, okay? Girls from Jersey and I are still really close. I mean, my friendships are 15, 20, 25, 30 years, and they're treasure, they're gold. So you don't want to mess with that. All right. I hope you're enjoying this and learning a lot. We're going to stop here for today, and next week we'll continue part five of the series from Surviving to Thriving, the Mindset for Success in Life, Love, and Career. Okay, love angels and transformers, that's all we have time for today. I appreciate you sharing the love and the mission of helping me change the way the world loves by sending the show link to your friends who you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe and give a five-star rating to the show and comment on what you like about it and want to learn in an upcoming podcast episode in LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website or on your favorite podcast app. You can easily share the show from there. Remember, you can reach out for help from me during the week at my website, rihannamilne.com, and get my free ebook at havetheloveyoudeserve.com, havetheloveyoudeserve.com. And as always, I am here to help you create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a blessed and fabulous week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.